0: Welcome to the Jacksonville High School Nine Twelve podcast, focusing on high school students and athletes to reach their full potential. Today's podcast is brought to you by our partners Duval Motors, Bono's Barbecue, Adeco, Land South Construction, PGA Tour Superstore, Fortegra, CSI Companies, Arco Group, U.S. Assure, WJXT Channel 4, and Tintin xl Here's this week's show.
1: Welcome back to another Jacksonville High School 912 podcast. I'm Joel Lamp filling in for Alan Verlander this week, and we've got a special group of champions we're talking to this week, the Baldwin Middle Senior High School cheer team, the three-time state champions. We're joined by Sue Mullis, Amanda Dunnington, and Savannah Rimmel. And ladies, congratulations on another state championship. Uh, Sue, I'll start with you. Um, you've been coaching this program for eight years. Uh, Talk a little bit about how you got started in coaching it, and now, and and how it's developed from this point.
0: Well, honestly, uh, I was reluctant to get back into it. I restarted my career coaching at Paxson, and then when I my kids were at Baldwin, Coach Graham approached me and asked me to take the program again. So I said yes, and it would be for a year. And eight years later, we're still coaching. So um, it's just. You have to love the kids, and that's what we do it for. And so it's hard to ever say this is going to be the end. So we just keep doing it.
1: And Amanda, you've been on both sides now as a cheerleader and now as a coach. Uh, uh, Talk a little bit about how you've seen this program come from when you were uh, a student athlete and now to the coaching side of it
2: not only has it changed at Baldwin, but it's changed over the state. When I cheered, I think it was the very first year that you could opt to be a sport and compete at FHSAA. So when I cheered, it was more just Friday night football. Um, And now it's, we love supporting our Indians on Friday night, but we love competition too. And back in the day, it wasn't so much about competition. So it's done a total transformation.
1: Savannah, you come at this from a little bit of a unique standpoint you started in sixth grade and the interesting thing about baldwin that a lot of people don't realize is it starts in sixth grade and goes all the way through 12th so you've been a part of this program since you were in sixth grade now you're a rising senior getting ready for your final year but you've been a part of these three state championships but you also have seen the program build over this time Talk a little bit about where it was when you started to kind of now the mindset mentality you guys have.
3: Well I think that definitely coming on the team as being in middle school all of my middle school years I didn't really know what I was getting myself into and especially coming on a team where the girls were much more experienced and much more older. It was just like a whole new atmosphere to be around and I still like Didn't really know what to expect, and it was kind of just for fun at first, but then as I started to get older and it became more, like, serious, and I realized how much work we were putting in, and we really wanted to win coming up. So I've definitely seen how we, you know, we're just learning, like, the new ropes of it, and now we've just come and we've grown so much as a team.
1: Let's go back to the first state championship and how you guys kind of – built up to that. Uh, Tell us how kind of what went into it and then how the program kind of built from there.
0: Well we practice at least three days a week. Um, We also do camp over the summer, um, practice over the summer, so there's really no time off for the kids. Um, We finish our season in February. Um, I'll have tryouts again anywhere from late March to early April, so we really don't give a lot of time off because they have to train. They have to stay at the level they are. If you give them time off, then we kind of go backwards. Um, so that's kind of the mindset we are now. Maybe back in the day, we were a little more lax and took the summer off, but we don't do that anymore. So,
1: so uh, for those that are listening in, explain the competitive cheer piece to us. Um, it's, it's, where people are used to gymnastics, they're used to baseball, how do you keep score, how do we get points, explain that to us.
2: So there are different um, categories on your score sheet. You have a jump category, a stunts category, a choreography category, um, a tumbling category if you're a tumbling squad. So there's all these different factors. You can't just be good at one thing. You have to be overall, um, you know, hit everything on the score sheet. But there's different competitions that you have to compete at to make it to state. So not everybody even gets to compete at state. Um, you have to do a FHSAA regional. And um, you have to score a certain score to get out of the regional. Um, and then if you score, it's a 70, um, and you place first or second at regionals, you go directly to finals. So the past you know, three years, we've scored a 70 or above and have placed first or second at regionals and went straight into finals. Um, Some teams have to go make it to state, and then they have to compete that morning, make it out of semis, and then compete again that night against a team that's fresh. Um, So there's a lot of different things that go into getting to state.
1: So as you guys were building the program and building the team up, what, at what point did you realize in that first year that you you guys had a team that could really compete at that level?
2: Well, the group that we won our first state championship with was actually one of, like, the group that we started with. And um, the year before, we thought we were going to be really close, and, you know, it didn't work out. So. It was that group that we really started with. Their senior year was their first state championship. So it was really nice to have these kids since the seventh, eighth, ninth grade. In their senior year, we really pull it out with a win. Um, and that was our first state championship. And it was also our school's first team state championship ever. So um, you know, we thought we had the potential. These group of kids kept working and working. And then you know, it all paid off their senior year.
1: Savannah, you you were on that first state championship team. When did you guys realize that you guys had a chance to do more?
3: Well, I think – well, we won the first state championship my freshman year. And when we won, like, the whole team was ecstatic. Like, we knew we were going to be really close, like top two at least. And they called our name for first. And, like, the feeling that all of the girls felt was, like, wow. Like, our hard work really paid off. Like, this is something we never thought would happen. And then, like, going into the next year prior to it, like, we were like, okay, the expectations are high, we want to win again, like, we want to have that same feeling. So, just all around, it was just a great, like, feeling and event to go into.
1: So, now you win a state championship. You've worked with that one group all the way up. Now you got to start over again. Tell us a little bit about how that second state championship kind of came together.
2: Um, we had, you know, to work extra hard, um, we had a huge tryout that next year. Um, I think we had 28 kids the second year we won, um, which is our biggest team ever. Um, so, we had a lot of kids come on to tryouts, so that kind of made it a little bit easier. Um, but we had a lot of seniors that year, and then um, last year we – Graduated a lot of seniors and this coming up year. We have a lot of seniors So it's been you know these seniors that have left these underclassmen have really kept working hard to replace these seniors, but um, You know, it's getting tougher each year
1: When you say you had 28 kids come to tryouts We got to remind everybody even though it's a 6 through 12 school. We're talking 12 1400 students total, right?
0: So, and uh, the competitions that we do now, back in the day it did not matter, but now if we do UCA Nationals as well as FHSAA, um, you are required to be in the 8th grade. So my age bracket has changed, so I cannot pick up a 6th grader or a 7th grader any longer, so my pool is smaller now. um, So uh, I can only pick 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th. Um, So that's not a lot of students when you're talking Baldwin. So a lot of people say, how do you have this large team? But the truth is, normally, we almost take every kid that tries out, and we just work with them and try to teach them.
1: So how many, going back to educating everybody a little bit more about the competitive cheer, You've got 28 kids, let's say we got 28 kids on the team. How many do you, do you take everybody to the competition?
0: Yeah, everyone will compete. If you're on varsity, our principal requires that you are the competitive team. We don't want to split it into two teams. Some schools do that, um, but all of ours will compete.
1: Well, that's really awesome. We're on the Jacksonville High School 912 podcast. We're talking with the key centerpieces of the Baldwin cheerleading dynasty. That has won three straight state championships. Savannah, um, back to you for a minute. Um, how, the pressure now, as you build, you won the first state title, you won the second. Now, okay, you're you're a junior. How do you? What's the mindset, and how do you guys kind of push everybody to keep the dynasty going?
3: Well since i'm like going into my senior year like i've won a state championship every year that i've been in high school and i really want to win like my four state championships, so i could say that i was a state champion like all four years of high school and we did lose a lot of seniors last year so you know we took on a lot of new girls and we are like teaching them but i feel like that they're all like hanging in there and they're getting like the concept of things and i think that we're gonna end up having a really good season And just everyone's just kind of pushing for, like, you know, we want to win state. Like, we want to do really good at nationals. So we're just all hoping that we have a really good season in the end.
1: One of the things you see that programs that win at a high level like you guys is the culture of success just continues. It breeds more success. And you don't see that drop off. And obviously three straight state championships has – says that you guys have built that a little bit. How do you kind of reinforce that a little bit as, you, as you're as you building the team every year? Because as you guys have mentioned, you're losing seniors every year. How do you kind of, okay, great. We gotta start over with a new group of kids and bring everybody together again.
2: I think the biggest thing is we tell the kids is you have to stay hungry. Someone is working just as hard as you, if not harder, trying to beat you. So, you know, we always say, okay, the, uh, the team that was second place—they're hungry for it. You have to stay hungry for it. Just because you're, we're on the top, doesn't mean you stay on the top. You have to work just as hard, if not harder, than anybody else.
1: Savannah, what do you do now with the new kids coming in? Uh, new girls are going to be on the team. How do you guys kind of on the team bring them into the fold a little bit?
3: Well, of course, we all try to like. There are a lot of new girls who have never, like even cheered before or anything. So we, of course, like we try to do a lot of team bonding and everything and we do like big and littles. So like, we're usually like always there to help each other and we wanna like push them. We want them to know that like, this is like our senior, like this is like another state championship. Like we're trying to win. Like you guys have to want it just as bad as the kids that have like won it in the past. And like, we just try to keep pushing them and help encouraging them to learn more and like be there and be ready for like anything that comes our way.
1: As you guys are helping build obviously you guys have built a dynasty here but as cheerleading grows as a sport in the state uh, you know you're competing against everybody statewide this isn't just you know 10 schools y'all are beating a, a lot of schools and you're competing at the highest level cuz like I got there are what's the classification structure for cheerleading
2: They kind of take schools um, 1, 2, 3, 4A and put those together. And then um, they kind of take the division and they split it in half. And so the smallest go to 1A and the bigger schools go to 2A. But there's only 1A and 2A. It's not like football where you have each classification. So
1: That's the one. You know, football there's eight eight classification. I think basketball's got nine. Volleyball, uh, volleyball's got and cheer only has two. Okay, all right. So that that condenses so now you you're not just competing against We're schools your size. We're
0: school. always the smallest school, yeah. So we will be the smallest school and then there'll be schools that are pretty big because the cutoff, you know, some of these larger schools have hundreds and hundreds of kids, where we really only have a few hundred kids. So it's a
1: big difference. It, it's amazing to see just the disparity in the student population, but that you guys have found a way to build the program and excel at an extremely high level. Um, as we kind of wind down here, Savannah, I'll, I'll turn it back to you. Um, what, what's your goals for this upcoming year, other than winning the state championship? And then, you know, uh, what are your plans kind of after high school?
3: Um, well definitely I do want to finish out like my senior year with a four state championship title but I also we really want to go back to nationals this year and do our best that we can like it would be really great to come home like top three in the nation like last year didn't really go our way at nationals so we want to come back and we want to do even better and I think after high school you know like we do our camp at UCF so like of course like every year we go there like I learned more about the school and, like, more about the team. So I'm really looking towards, like, even going there for college and maybe even, like, cheering there in the future.
1: Cheering for the national champions. I like that.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that would be a pretty good thing to do.
1: You mentioned the nationals. Um, Having that experience and competing on that national platform, what was that like for you?
3: Oh, it's a whole different ball field. Like, people think, like, state, like, it really is hard. And, like, there's a lot of teams there. But when you go to nationals, it's everybody there. It's not just the state of Florida. Like, there's teams from Hawaii, like, everywhere. So there's a ton of teams there. And it's just a huge atmosphere all around. And, like, last year going in there knowing that we could have been, like, the top three in the nation, it's, like, a really good feeling. And it wants you to, like, even stay hungrier to, like, go and come out on top
1: so now uh, fill us in a little bit now on how you get into the nationals and the finish and that
2: so there's a regional competition just like for fhsaa we compete at uca regionals um, and they give you a bid to nationals so not everybody gets a bid um and so we were fortunate to get a bid and we won uca regionals Um, and then you go to uca nationals and you're in a pool of teams there was around 25 to 30 teams in our division, and the only the top 10 compete again to make it to finals. So we actually were second on day one, and we were in the top 10, and we had some hiccups in finals, and we ended up in six. But so we were still top 10 in the nation um, from UCA.
1: That's fantastic. That is awesome. Well, best of luck to you guys, uh, Sue. I got to believe the the pressure's on you as the the head the head coach. I mean, you, you got to we got to get that fourth one, right?
0: Well, I do. Um, but really and truly, the kids now they're just in that mindset. Um, so it I want I don't want to say it's easy coaching, but it, we are a little on the easy street now because the kids know what we expect, and then they just do it.
1: That's awesome. Well, thanks, ladies. Congratulations, and uh, best of luck on the upcoming season. Thank you. That's it for this week's Jacksonville High School Nine Twelve podcast. I'm Joel Lamp signing off. We'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks with our next episode.
0: Thanks for listening to the Jacksonville High School Nine Twelve podcast, focusing on high school students and athletes to reach their full potential. Today's podcast was brought to you by our partners: Duval Motors, Bono's Barbecue, Adeco, Land South Construction, PGA Tour Superstore, Fortegra. CSI Companies, Arco Group, US Assure, WJXT Channel Four, and Tintin XL.